Hey guys, this is Matt from Dinosaur Pileup, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Welcome back to the Blues Hockey Podcast. We host Jason along with Chris. Yo. And we're actually back together, socially distanced, face to face. Yeah. For our, uh, I guess, live, should not say live show, but actually face to face show yeah. since March. Probably. Yeah. Probably, I'd mm. say. So obviously, a lot of things have changed since March. So, but and a lot of things haven't. Yeah. So. Uh, we kind of like obviously we haven't really had much to talk about, hence why you haven't really heard from us. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of one of those things where me and Chris were like, "Could we throw stuff out there? Could we do this?" And we're like, "You know what? When there's news to report, we'll report it. We'll report it." So we're at the point where we actually have some news to report, and it was like all of a sudden, like in busy two weeks, in two weeks since I had our last uh, one up with uh, Eric from Upcycle Hockey, which that was uh, I had fun talking to him. This hat is dope, by the way. Yes, so yeah, we'll talk about that, but yeah, check, check out the hats from Upcycle Hockey, which we talked about that on the last uh, podcast. So, NHL news and some Blues news. We'll do the Blues stuff first, which is pretty much NHL news, so we'll kind of mix it all together and go from there. So, players are back skating, and, mm-hmm. and they're in the quote-unquote phase two of uh, return, the to, return play. to play. So, that means up to six players can st- skate at a time. With no coaches, like, now, on the no ice. Co- okay, no coaches on the ice. Yes. But, like, there's nothing to stop Barube from being up in the press box Yelling with, down. like, the loudspeaker. Yeah. Being like, do this. Yeah. I'm sure I haven't seen any. They showed just a couple of video clips from, I think, every day they pretty much planned it. The Blues are very much um, not last, but they waited longer than NHL teams because it was about it was mid-June when you could do this, June 15th. Right. The Blues didn't officially start doing it until, like, the 22nd. 23rd and they ha- they kind of had like they kind of slowly I think every time they do this group of six they pick one big name every time because then they interview them that's kind of like seems to be the what they've been doing so the first one was like Vladimir Tarasenko and look how he looks and they showed him shooting on the uh, goalie uh, thing that's it they put up in the net to right. shoot for corners and stuff so they had him there and then the next day they had Petrangelo and then the day after that they had O'Reilly and then they kind of have each one for a different, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, guy. So they had that going just to kind of get guys back. It's nice to see guys like O'Reilly in town. Petrangelo, I think, has pretty much been in town the whole time. So is Tarasenko. So. I know some guys are still overseas. I think Gunnarsson is one guy that's been overseas. And I think Sunquist has been overseas. So I haven't heard if they're back in town or making their way back. Or I haven't, I haven't seen anything haven't official heard, yet. Yeah, I haven't heard anything official. I, I think you're right. I think both of them are still overseas. But I think they all got exemption. Like, I know, like, the NHL's been working really hard to get, like, these exemptions figured out. Because they have the guys traveling from all over the world to go to Canada. So, Canada, they're right. trying to figure out, like, where they can like have guys fly in from. So some countries have been more lax. Like some countries are still kind of locking it down per se. Uh, for example, United States, obviously, you know, we're recording on July 1st. So very much not going the way we want for the corona, unfortunately COVID-19 is dumpster fire. So unfortunately for the coronavirus, there's been massive spikes since things have been opening up. Correct. Uh, for numerous reasons, we won't get into that because that's not why we're here. It is not. So that's one of the reasons why we'll get into the next part of the news, which is the hub cities. Mm-hmm. For the hub cities, for the longest time, and I think the last time me and you actually did a podcast via um, the phone, we were talking how Vegas was a lock. Uh as of three days ago, NHL Network said Vegas was a lock to host the conference finals and final. Just the logistics and just everything. But just like a lot of places in the United States, I think Arizona, Texas are the ones I know off the top of my head. Blown up. And California. Like, it seems like a lot of states have had massive increases. 
So, and Vegas is one of those that have had a massive increase, and that seems to have changed the direction very quickly of what the NHL is doing. For sure. So, Rhea reported Bob McKenzie, along with a bunch of other news, which we're going to get to, but the main thing is the hub cities, which not official by the NHL. NHL is not released as of recording of oh, about 8 o'clock on July 1st. No hub city has been officially announced, but speculated by virtually every insider that is well-known and trusted. Mm-hmm. It's two Canadian cities, both Toronto and Edmonton. I didn't think that Edmonton had that much there to support that much of an influx. I think it's a I think it's a mix of they have enough of it, and the cases have been going down steadily there. That I get. Population base is small. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get it. I still, and it's something that we talked about last time. Um, I I don't like that they're using cities of teams in the playoffs. For example, the Blues has been reported the West teams will go to Edmonton and the East teams go to to Toronto. I think they should switch it. I thought that would be make more sense for, like you said, make the West teams go to Toronto, make the East teams yeah, go to because I, just, I think that even without an, even without fans there, if if I'm say the Chicago Blackhawks, I'm playing my quote unquote home playoff games on my opponent's rink. Yeah. They know the boards. They're familiar with the sweet spots, the dead spots, things like that. And, I, you know, again, we mentioned this exact same thing verbatim in our last podcast. I know we're not talking about the old Joe Louis Arena where it was notorious that there were dead boards behind the, yeah. the goal and things like that. But still, you have a team that is much more familiar with, with that arena, that ice, those amenities than you are. Yeah, and then for example, like a you know team, will, you know, you know, we might not be okay with it, but a team like Chicago, who gets to play Edmonton in the qualifier That's round, is now like, hey, they're basically playing fi- up to five home games mm-hmm. because they know so how everything is. Here's here. my question: um, Are they going to make all the teams stay in hotels, or if if let's just say Edmonton? Do the Oilers get to stay at home? I think every they're trying to put everybody in from what every insider like. I usually go to Bob McKenzie because that seems to be the guy sure. who's like very trusted. No really BS comes from him. It sounds like they want everybody, even like those those teams in hotels. In I think like, they should and kind of like so they don't go out anywhere, so they can keep well, track of them. Basically, I, I think more than that is again it's it, it's a subtle advantage. But when, when you're putting teams into such a chaotic playoff format to begin with, every little edge helps. I think that if you allowed Edmonton to go home, you're allowing one team to have all of their creature comforts, their own bed, you know, their, all of their personal things to help them relax and stay focused, while the other, you know, 15 teams of that conference are staying in a hotel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that they should 100% make all the teams stay in hotels. Yeah, it's it's. This is a lot of negotiations to go still, which we're gonna get into. Like one of the things that was brought up by one of the Blues players, the Blues captain Alex Petrangelo, he wants the families to be there because he doesn't want to be away from his family that long for up to let's see, you know, three months, I guess, two to three months. But if they go all the way, three months is like well, the obvious maximum amount of time that we're kind of looking at. I get that. I get that. If I can play devil's advocate, uh, sir, you're getting paid a lot of money to play a game. I understand it sucks to be away from your family. Shut up and play the game. Yeah. You know, um, who was it a few weeks ago who was addressing this concern on NHL radio and said, here's the thing, within 10 days – Half the teams are at home. Yeah. The first the qualifying rounds will yeah. be done. Uh, another 10 days, eight more are gone. Yeah, so you're talking. And then you're down to four teams. Yeah, so you're talking 20-ish teams are gone. Yeah. So, yes, I agree the Blues have a very good chance to repeat. 
and I get that it would suck to be away from your family for that extended period of time. But brother, I'm sorry. I, I don't have that much compassion for you. I get that you have young children. You can afford a nanny to help your wife out with the kids. It is what it is, man. We're in weird times, and this is uh, this is a strange thing for everyone. The more people you introduce into this bubble, the more chance you have of somebody contracting this virus and running it through everyone. Because here's the thing. You know that a family's come. Let's just say, I'll just pull the name out. Let's say somehow David Perron has coronavirus. Okay? And before they find out that David Perron has it, he... Um, you know, he got it to his wife. Well, you've isolated David Perron from the team now, but you know that the wives are going to hang out. So let's say that David Perron's wife went and had lunch with Mrs. O'Reilly. Well, now Mrs. O'Reilly is going to go back to the hotel room with Ryan and probably pass it on to them. And then, you know, I'm sure that the wives of other teams are going to get together. Like, we need to keep this circle as close and as closed as possible. And I, I, I'm sorry, I know it sucks to be away from your family for upwards of two, three months, but you get paid a lot of money to play a game. Yeah. And Just deal with it. And, and I'll play devil advocate on top of that. It's like, you know, being away from your family, especially with him, he has three kids. I understand. Hard, 100% get it. Um. One thing which I think, because uh, I remember, I think I want to say Chris Kerber was on the radio with the Ridge Show. I want to say, and this kind of got brought up too, because there's an article written in the Post Dispatch that about the family thing specifically. Right. And it's then Kerber kind of said, "Hey, like after you said after ten days, half the teams are there are gone. So then after that, like maybe they'll allow families after the ten days to the teams that are left. Maybe I would say if Duty you get out of the room. conference finals." Yeah, maybe well, after two rounds. Left. Yeah, then maybe there's enough room to have people well spread out, and you can introduce. So yeah. maybe two weeks, like I said, up to 20 days-ish, maybe three, say, let's say three weeks right. away. So maybe after that. So like I said, there's a lot of things that are working out right now, and that's that's yeah. one of the concerns. Um, so escrow is another one, which we, we're not going to get to like sure. all that. So the escrow. The financial side of it's going to be a mess. Artemi Panarin said that they shouldn't play until the escrow is figured out. Artemi Panarin needs to shut up, play hockey. He's playing. He's making a lot of money. So, a couple other things that came up. So, July 1st, which we'll talk about the anniversary for today in sure. a little bit. But July 1st is always always a very fun day for me and for you probably, for a lot of people listening to this thing. Cause free it's Asian frenzy. Free Asian frenzy. You get to see, like, what's going to happen. The Blues in the last handful of years, you know, last, I'll say. Pretty active. Three out of four years have been very active. Um, let's see, the uh, Paul Stasny, about, was it six years ago yeah, now? I was going to say both acquiring and, and losing assets. Yeah, years. which we'll talk about that. Like we had um, the, you know, we had the year where Dave Backus, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll try to find the video and I'll look on our Facebook for it. There is a Fox Sports Midwest video that got re kind of up, re-uploaded today or got brought back up where Backus left um, five years ago, yeah. you know, via free agency and whatnot. Uh, and he basically said, you know, like, I really hope, you know, next captain of the Blues gets to raise the cup and bring a thing down Market Street. And, and they, you know, but as long as they don't beat Boston. Well. And it's, it's just funny how that worked out less than three years later, you know. like Good news, bad news. They did beat Boston, but they yeah. didn't beat David Backus. Yeah. Because so, David didn't play. Yeah. And, uh, he played one game, the first game. Okay. After that. Okay. Yeah. After that, no. So, like we talked about. The other thing with July 1st. If you 1st, play and don't do anything, did you still really play? I guess he would have got his name on the cup technically, right? No, he didn't. Would have. I'm just saying would have. I mean, would have, sure. So that's what I mean. Would have yeah. happened. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. It's like, hey, if you played one game, I mean, technically, I go, you're technically hey, qualified. Dude, I'm not knocking Bacchus. I was a Bacchus fan. Yeah. Um, but, you know. It's look, just funny. We all, we all went back and forth when it happened. Like, people wanted to, you know, lynch uh, – Lynch Armstrong for not ponying up the extra year. Well, David didn't have to leave. You know, he, he could have taken the deal, too. He knew the team that they had. So, that's a two-way street. Yeah. So, the other thing that was kind of brought up today, which was a factor in what we'll talk about later, is signing bonuses. A lot of signing bonuses are paid today for a lot of play, uh, players. July yeah. 1st is like a day that yeah. is just in there. So, 
uh, Bob McKenzie said that the expectation is that the NHL, that was one of the things that was the owners were trying to push back to October. But now it sounds like they're going to pay it, and that's like a $300 million expenditure approximately for owners wow. for bonuses uh, today. today. Oof. So negotiations are still going on for we talk about for phase three and four. How does that work for people on expiring contracts? So that the, that's what they're trying to figure out too. So the one thing that did get revealed today, players who sign contracts near the end of the – after the trade deadline, like all the younger – like the guys who were draft picks – they had to sign by a certain data we lose. So Blues play this Scott uh, Peronovich, right? The big, you know, our big uh, draft pick from a couple years right. ago. Um, are they going to be eligible for the playoffs? The return to play that was revealed today. That's not going to happen. Okay. So uh, Minnesota has a really big kind of Vladimir Tarasenko esque Russian player they drafted a couple years ago. Okay. Um, he was going to come over finally. He's going to be ineligible again. They've been waiting for him for like three years now. So, so he's not coming over. That's another thing that got revealed today. So how does it work in the case of someone like Petrangelo, who technically as of today should be a period. UFA? So they're going to push that back to what they would, whatever they decide that the next free, you know, free agent day is. Okay. Well, you know, when the next like what today would be after the season. So got let's it. say the season. Let's say this for heck of it. Season ends October fifteenth. So then October thirty first would be. The new free agent day, so the July first day gets pushed to then, okay. and that's when his contract would expire. And that's why that's why like the bonuses thing, that and a couple other things, because you know for the like yeah, Petrangelo especially, we still haven't. I don't know contract, so you got to think if you can get him signed and all that good stuff. So I don't know about Ben. I I don't know. I think he might be out. Yeah, and the other thing, which has been two other things, we'll get to but on the return to play negotiations that's been pretty much talked about by bob mckenzie like not like once again none of this has been revealed via the nhl still technically speculation but once again i kind of tend to believe bob mckenzie more than anything the cap is going to stay flat for the next two years okay 81.5 which might hurt the blues but trying to sign for transit you want that little two or three million dollar cushion could sure. help out sure. so you're going to have to move a player out somehow yeah. some way but in the third year, it's going to go up a little bit. It looks like up to 80, $83 million. So you get a little bit in the third year. That's the year after um, – excuse me, two in the – technically, you get Seattle next year coming in too. So the cap will be 81.5 for them. So they'll, And the floor is going to remain the same, which is in the like upper 40s. Right. So that's going. So the other thing um, that is interesting that I didn't think was going to happen, Olympic participation – Apparently agreed upon for 2022 and 2026. Okay, that's good. And it's still there's still hurdles because they got to get approval from the IOC. Still, that's the sure. other thing that came out. So, but that's IOC ain't gonna turn it down. IOC be like, yeah, we want some. Absolutely. So I'm sure that the, like I said, all they say once he said that many times, almost every tweet he says like they're still figuring out the logistics. Where Here's the, the base. Uh, what they Russia? Because I remember what's his Are name. They back in Russia? Oh no, the Russia was the last one. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where the next one is. I have to look that up, honestly. Huh. But 2022 and 2026, which is like, man, the owners are really fighting hard. So they're conceding on some stuff. So that makes me think that negotiations for the next CBA are going at least in the right direction. Sure. Because that's something the players really wanted. Absolutely, it was. So that's. I, mean, I think you saw with the Seoul Olympics that. The quality of hockey was good, but it's it's not the same. It's just not. You got to have, you know, professionals at the end of the day for entertaining purposes. You Agreed. know, you know, it's like when you watch some of those cups where they brought in like NHLers who like Derek uh, Derek Roy was one of those guys who yep. was like well, one at, of the top line guys, and it's like, uh, like you look at the Russian team. I mean, the Russian team was full of dudes who were like, I'm going to quit the NHL so I can go play for uh, was it. Athletes of the Soviet Union, whatever it is, Russia yeah, was banned. yeah. Um, but it, it's just, yeah, it, it's got to happen. It, it just does. I, I, you know, I think that as as much as excitement as there was um, around, like you look at the Sochi games, especially, and obviously it was big here because of because of Oshi, but nationwide, worldwide, there wasn't that attention to the game in Seoul. 
because yeah. there there weren't the marquee names playing. Yeah, so like in Russia there were like obviously there was those yeah, names, sure. but like wash up NHLers or you know highly touted amateurs who haven't not had a team yet. I mean that's not a fun I mean, thing to watch because I think USA finished sixth. Yeah. It was like really low. Donato got a, got his deal with Boston off of that. Off yeah, because he wasn't signed yet, and then after that was over, he signed like immediately. Yeah, so and then got traded to Minnesota. Yes, so he's there, but. Yeah, so the Olympic participation is one of the, the most interesting things, things that come out today, in my opinion. That's because great. it's something that I missed. For sure. Like, I hate the season gets paused, but, man, I like Olympic hockey. I do, too. It's I do too. really fun to watch. And Hopefully I, I, at decent times this time. I have to look up where it's at. I think we saw that as fun as the World Cup of Hockey was, it just wasn't the same. Fun? But, yeah, like I said, like it's just, it's just that weird – it's just that other level of, like – well, you're playing in the Olympics. Yeah, and that's like pride of your country is mixed yes. into there, and it's like yes. a lot of things where it just like takes it up that next level, like and, compared and, to yeah. watching what was it, Team America, North America, where you're just like, oh, those guys are I fun mean, to watch type kids. Because type there thing. was a USA and Canada as well, was there not? Yeah. But again, you know, playing for the World Cup of Hockey is fine and good, but no one, no one as a little kid was like, I'm going to play for Team USA in the World Cup of Hockey. It's I'm going to win a gold medal for Team USA in the Olympics. Yeah. So, and that's where the prestige comes in. Yeah. So it is uh, you know, interesting what's going to happen. So we're kind of waiting to see what's going to happen there for everything. So once again, trending, I think, kind of the right way. Yeah. Different than we thought it was going to tr- be. Like, obviously, we thought it would be one North American one, – excuse me, one U.S. city, one Canadian city. I thought so. But that, I mean, obviously, with things just happening, a lot of stuff's changing daily. As we, I think, just got announced today, you have to wear a mask in public here in St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, starting Friday, so you have to wear yeah. it no matter where you're at in public. Uh, so things That'll are changing. Things are changing on a daily basis, and not fun to wear a mask. But I will gladly do but it. It's, a, it's it's necessity. So. We got all that. So that's pretty much all your NHL news. Blues news is mixed in there because it's just yep. no real signings or nothing. The Blues are really uh, – I'm kind of surprised. It, Armstrong kind of knocked a bunch out when the pandemic first started. Yeah. Yep. And then the big one we're waiting on is Petrangelo, and I think he might have been waiting to see what the whole cap situation is going to be. Probably. So now he's got the general idea. But the only thing he did say, um, if the cap did stay the same, I think it was on 101 ESPN, I was in the last week or so. He's like, well, some of those ch- I'll have all those chess pieces I'll move around, and one of those chess pieces just might get kicked off the board. Yeah. So I like, mean, it, it's just where we, do you cut from? So and the the three the three things I'm you have in my opinion, and you'll see what you you come up with. Obviously, trade Jake Allen because you signed Huso yes. to a one year deal. Uh, try to cut off the fat somewhere in your like defense where you maybe like somebody like Carl Gunnarsson give you a little bit of cash there. You know, it's not much. It's like one point seven five. It all helps. And then, then your thing is that they love, if they do these compliance buyouts where you don't get any kind of you know um, cap hit, where it just let you to buy somebody out and get that off your books, basically like they did after the lockout. Uh, somebody like you're looking at Steen, potentially He's got one more year. One more year. So you have you basically have three guys after next year going into the. Um, expansion draft you basically have four guys that are falling off your books that are, hu- that are huge you have steen yep. bozak yep. um you're not a bozak guy are you for the amount of money well it's it, my the only reason why is now he's like i do like i honestly do like him yeah he's like once again this, i have like the from three years ago alexander steen like maybe two years ago at this point sure. where it's like five million it's like man but now we have like the way robert thomas has played like Agreed. i will see him at center all the time Agreed. Um, if and then you have guys like who emerge like if Oscar Sundquist didn't exist, sure. on, uh, the way he is now or play the way he played, maybe put Bozak on the fourth line and you have another good faceoff guy, right. you know, for, because he's really good at faceoffs. You have those guys falling off, and also Jane Schwartz next after next year. Um, I think for me the and after that card. is also if you keep Jake Allen, Jake Allen falls off the books next year. I think Jake Allen, if he's not gone beforehand, I think Jake Allen ends up in Seattle. Um. I, to me, I think that the key to signing Petro is um, hopefully moving Allen. Um, I think it's, even though I like the 
to me the security blanket of, of Allen just because. But of, like, you've already given Huso a one a one way deal, so yeah. you know what's going on. Yeah. Um, I think the big part is I think it's safe to say that Bowmeister's done. Yeah. And then you moved, but then you signed Scandell already to basically take that money that right. you're falling off the books. Um, I would honestly rather trade someone like Scandella um, than I would a Gunnarsson. I think that Gunnarsson gives you more value for the dollar than Scandella. And I like Scandella. I think he's done a great job bailing us out when Bo Meester went down. Mm-hmm. But I also think for, I would rather take that money and roll it into Petro than I would pay for another Bo Meester-esque defenseman. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I think if there's compliance buyouts, I think you have to look at um, at buying out Steen. Maybe Tyler Bozak. I, I think it depends on what you see in Robert Thomas the uh, the rest of the season if they come back. He sure looks like he's going to be the dude. Yeah. Sh- man, he does. He's just... He's had such a good first two years. Yeah, he's been everything that has been advertised. Um, and on another thing too, on Robert Thomas, all the dude since the dude's been sixteen. Yeah, all the dude has done, done is win, won OHL Everywhere. titles. He's won World Juniors. He's won a Stanley Cup. Like yeah. every level, the guy's hit these check marks. You know, yeah, like, I agree. So I agree. You know, so he's eventually keeps trending the way he's trending in twenty twenty six. I wouldn't be surprised. If you see him on Team Canada, if he keeps trending the way oh, he's doing, a hundred percent, hundred percent, he's going to yeah, be on yeah, Team Canada. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's 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 pieces to be moved. I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to how much money does Alex Petrangelo want, and how much term does he, Alex Petrangelo want, and is there wiggle room for maybe more money and less term, more term less money? Because as we saw with David Backus. And those negotiations, Armstrong's not afraid to walk away from the table. Yeah, he walked. I mean, all he asked for one more year, and that was the breaking point. He's like, no, I can do four years. Yeah. Which would have and been. And as we saw, he, Army was right. Yep. And he broke down and basically got given away yeah. to the Anaheim just yeah. because they needed to move dollars. Another thing, which I'll bring up for the moving money around, kind of like what the Capitals did last year with Brooks Orpik. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. They traded Brooks Orpik in a second-round pick to the Avalanche for like basically a nothing player. Avalanche bought out Brooks Orpik. They re-signed Brooks Orpik in Washington for a million dollars compared to almost $5 million. Sure, making. they just buried the money. Yeah, so basically they moved the money to another team and say, hey, take this money for us. There's teams like Ottawa that you could possibly do that with. Maybe another team that's out Arizona. there, that Arizona. Another team you can have money that's – Dead money is falling off the books. You can try to move that more, make them have more dead money. Is Arizona still paying Pronger and uh, Datsuk? I think Datsuk, Datsuk fell off this year. I think Datsuk falls off this God. year. Wow. So yeah, because they have like if they had their all star team, Hosa, Datsuk, they have Hosa currently. And Pronger. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So they wouldn't be surprised if they start moving. If they, you never know. They could be one of those. That they have they have Datsuk seven point five fall off. Yeah. Hell, they might want to say, hey, we'll take Steen and we'll buy his contract out and you guys can re-sign him for whatever. Yeah. Or who knows? If the Blues win again, who knows Alexander Steen's like, hey, right, I'm, I'm 36 years old or 35, 36. Like, I'm good. Like, I think there's very few for sure right now. And I think the one of those is, unfortunately, I think we know that Bo Meester's done. I think even if it's Yeah, returned, he did. He moved back home. I was like kind of been out there on the social media that he moved to home. Play, I think he, he's not coming back. He's yeah, he pretty much said he's done. So he's 100% done because he like moved out of St. Louis. Like yeah. he's he will move back to Canada. Yeah. So that was like I saw on the social media. Good for it, man. He's out. So and that's fine, man. Go live a healthy life yep. and go raise your kids. Yep. So he's good. So we talked about anniversaries, which we've been talking about for quite some time now. Obviously, we relived all the fun of last year's playoff run we know we've had all those at june 12th a very big day we had our yep. we were outside and watched the that was game fun. seven at the uh powerplex drive in st louis yeah so that was fun um today july 1st is also canada day so happy canada day to anybody happy in canada, canada. Day. the other thing is a two-year anniversary so yep. two years ago i'm sure you know the answer but two years ago what happened there was a trade 
along with a couple other things, which we'll talk about real quick. The Blues did re-sign earlier in the day. David Perron yes. brought him back. And Tyler Bozak. Yep. And I remember texting you and be like, we're effed. Yep. I was like, you were more on, you were higher on Bozak I than I was. I was higher on, I like Tyler Bozak. I thought that he was one of those guys who flew under the radar in Toronto. That said, I thought that the Blues overpaid Bozak because Army struck out on what eventually happened. And he needed somebody of consequence to bring in. Which, yeah, which I looked up some, uh, which I put that out of the thing out here today. So we talked about is the two-year anniversary of the Blues also making the Ryan O'Reilly trade. Yep. Uh, so if you real quick recap, the Blues acquired Ryan O'Reilly late in the day. So about, honestly, darn close to this time. It yeah, was it like, was late at night. It was like in the 5, 6 o'clock hour. Because I remember I had a, I was with a buddy that day, and we were just messing around and uh, with some uh, stuff out in the garage and just building some stuff. And we were just talking about, like, we are watching the press conference. That's where our favorite term, you know, fan favorite fan David, favorite David Perron. comes from when Army had that press conference. You yeah. know, he had the press conference, and I'm like, he already did a press conference. He's not doing anything else today. It's yeah. over. And, like, do you sign those two guys? That's it. And they also bring in Chad Johnson as well. It was, like, the kind of, like, forgotten. But right. yet, very key cog. Yeah. Believe it or not, on top of everything, that's him failing led to Jordan Bennington coming up. So, like we always talked about, a lot of things happened. Yeah. Which is why last Stranger year's run is so amazing. The Blues make a deal with the Buffalo, uh, what do they call them? Sabres. Oh, that's all right. So the Blues trade. Everybody. Patrick Berglund. <laughs> Vladimir Saboka. At the time, Tage Thompson. Tage, uh, prospect, Tage Thompson. A first-round pick in the, at the time, I think it was the, 2019, yeah, the 2019 draft. So it was Correct. the following year. And then in the 2021 second-round pick. So that one still hasn't come up yet. So that's yeah. technically next year's draft. Uh, was that a conditional pick, or was that set? That was set. Okay. So that's set. And so five guys, techni- technically, for one. Yep. So if you remember, Saboko was making around $3 million, and Berglund was making a little over that, like three and a half. So it was, you know, they pretty much needed to get cap out because they were almost at the cap as it was. Correct. Those players come out, and Ryan O'Reilly waves his contract to come in. We talked about earlier was the signing bonus. One of the big hangups was dollars. who's going to pay the signing bonus. And Buffalo was like, if we pay the signing bonus, you're going to want more. Yeah. If you pay it, we'll take the deal as is, and which was kind of revealed later on. And the Blues said, and to Tom Stillman's credit, right stepped up and said, here's $7 million. Go for it. Yeah. Good for him. And I remember the phone call, and the Blues reposted it when they had a – you know, they had him on, had O'Reilly on the phone talking to Armstrong. He's doing like a, a Kerber, you know, and he's like, sure. all, all of a sudden, I'm doing this in air quotes right now, right. called Armstrong in the middle of this. And, you know, O'Reilly was like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go win a cup. Yeah. I remember just being like, F yeah, bud. Let's, like, I was just like pumped after that. And then now you kind of see everything that's happened. Like watching that video now gives me almost goosebumps. Put a pin in that. As I was driving over, I was listening to Sirius XM uh, NHL radio. And they've got a series they've been running. I say series. I've only heard the same damn episode every time I heard it. And it's called The Champions Forever. And basically, they run down from the beginning of the season, January 1st, through them winning the Cup, a team season. And it was the Anaheim Ducks in 08. And they're talking to the GM. And he was talking about, uh, you know, this is the GM who drafted Pronger and Hartford. Um. He's now it's – it's he's, uh, he, he's in Anaheim. They, the Ducks lost the year before in the conference finals to the Oilers. Yep. You know, they'd gone out, they had gotten Niedermeyer, they'd gotten all these pieces, but they lost to the Ducks in the conference finals. Obviously, I'm sorry, they lost to the Oilers. Oilers go on to lose to the Hurricanes in six. Yep. Um, but he says that he's at the draft that year. And the GM of the Oilers walks up and drops a piece of paper on his on on his table, and says, "This is what it would cost if you want Chris Pronger." And it was, I, I can't remember all that. It was Jeffrey Lupul. It was picking on something else. Their top forward, and like three picks. Yeah. And he goes, "I told him, done. Let's do it right now." He goes. But we have to wait till July 1st because, you know, finances and things like that. And um, he said that he was on the phone July or like uh, July 1st with uh, the GM 
in in Edmonton, and he goes, you know, I'm punching your ticket to the Stanley Cup final right now. And he's like, yeah, I, I think you are. And he goes, it was that day when we acquired Pronger that was the first day that we as a team and a front office set back, and we started talking that day about let's go win a cup. Like we just knew that, like that was that final piece we needed. Let's go win a cup. Mm. And I think a lot of people really thought that Ryan O'Reilly was that piece. Obviously, we knew the problems we had in goal, the streakiness of it all. But I think that we, a lot of us, myself included, you included, looked at Ryan O'Reilly as like, all right, the Stasny thing it worked okay, but it didn't work the way we thought it would. Yeah, and you could say that's coach, coach use or player way the way Either way. In. Either way. Um, we needed that number one center. We needed it. Yeah. We knew we had a young one coming up the pipe. Yeah. In, in Thomas and Shen just had a really good year, so yep. but you didn't have that firepower behind Shen. Agreed, and you know I remember when when that deal finally happened, I looked at the Blues' projected lineup and I was like, "Damn!" And that's when the Bozak sign for me was better because you pushed on to him number three, yep. and you got O'Reilly as your one or two, depending on what line you want to be. And so then you Shen. had. And then you have Perron there, and then you just yeah. had to figure out that left wing, and you're like, damn, you have two, you have a top six now that's like, okay. And that's... you had, a t- I mean, honestly, a, a top nine that was strong. Mm-hmm. And then you had, you you even, I mean. And at the time, I remember the July 1st happened, you didn't even have Pat Maroon yet either. No, no. Pat Maroon was about two weeks later. Yep. Or a I week mean, later, whatever it was. And you had, you know, Thomas, who we all thought could be great, mm-hmm. but you didn't know. Yeah. Um,. And you're right. A week or so later, you bring Pat Maroon to the mix, coming off of a great few years in, in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And you looked at this projected list of forwards, and you were like, this is a strong top nine. Like, this is a top nine that can compete with any team in the NHL. And we already knew what we had on defense. We knew our defense was real good. Yeah. Um, so you had two of the three, like, you had, you know, your forward, your forward, your center depth is now – a strength instead Which of a weakness. Always a hole. And now you have a now you have a strength instead of over a weakness, and your defense is strong. Goaltending is like questionable to a degree, but can the you know two of the three make up for the correct third? Which we mean you were like yeah because Jake Allen is good enough when he is on. Yep. You know, and it's not in his own head. He's really can be a really great goalie. We saw. I, I will always go back to that series against the Minnesota Wild where Jake Allen won that series. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah, Without Jake team. Allen, the Blues get blown out in four games. And that's why Mike Yo lost his job pretty much yeah. in, you know, in Minnesota. Or we know Mike Yo was with us at the time. Never mind. So um, he beat us when we a couple years before right. that. So anyway. That's yeah. why T.J. Oshie lost his job here. Correct. So, yeah. So, Ryan, so July 1st, I think we can make you officially make it Ryan O'Reilly Day. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's Ryan O'Reilly Day. Yeah, so – one of the things that was on our Facebook page, I posted the tweet from the, you know, thing and from the Buffalo Sabres, you know, and one of our friends, Seth, made a really good point. He said, it's a, the way the Lou Brock trade was transformative for the Cardinals. This was transformative for the Blues. Just to like the sheer, I, I think the sheer. Short term, yes. Right now. Yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, if you look at it that kind of uh, way. It as far much, as like the immediate dividends, yeah. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see if we'll see if five ten years from now we're talking about Ryan O'Reilly the way baseball talks about Lou Brock, but for sure I mean short term dude came and and I will say even during the first part of the season when the Blues were hot garbage, Ryan O'Reilly showed up from game one. Yeah, was almost a point per game guy for yeah. most of the year until finally when everybody else kind of kind of when the rest of the team kicked up, it was like Ryan O'Reilly kind of not fell off but like everybody else is picking it up, so yeah. he kind of was like. Playing good, but you know everybody else. He wasn't a point per game guy anymore. He still had a ton of points. I will. I will tell you as a guy who has a lot of fan, a lot of friends who are from Buffalo and, and Sabres fans, that I think they all knew that this trade was eminent. That it felt like it was going to be St. Louis. If it wasn't St. Louis, it was somewhere that O'Reilly had kind of drawn the line in the sand. But I remember what had happened. I sent a text to my two friends, and I just got back, sigh. Because it's like, it was like, what did we get? 
And I sent them the list, and they're like, you're going to need to tell me what that is. And I told them, I was like, this guy's the top prospect. He could be phenomenal. This guy, six foot four, plays like he's five foot two. Yeah. Uh, this guy. Shell of himself. Yeah. This guy used to be amazing. Now he's okay, but still thinks he's great. Yeah. And then two prospects. Um, Which, hell, if those first-round pick and that second-round pick lead them to multiple cups, then, win, I guess win for it, everyone. then I guess it's a win for everybody. But if those two prospects come along and okay, then you've got to say that right now this is 100% a win for the Blues. Cause somebody said, oh, God, so, yes. One of the things somebody commented on today is, like, can you really say, like, make a judgment without those prospects? I'm like, if you had to the put The fact a, that the three a, players, none of them are on the roster? Yeah, well, yeah, Thompson got hurt last year, really didn't play. So did He Saboka. was up and down. Saboka was up and down. So, and Berglund effing left. Yeah, because he just didn't want to be there. Well, you know, a that's a whole nother open. Which that's when you talked about that before that the series they did TSN did on him was tremendous. But yeah, combined last year He fired he had to fire that agent, right? Oh he did, yeah. Yeah, I, oh boy. Yeah, because he the the agent disputes what happened. But you know, Berglund, because after that came it out. It is the, what it is. I mean, obviously, he got you around You can dispute it. it, but your client's in Buffalo right now. Yeah. Well, technically home <laughs> Sweden now. So, But he uh, total, it was under those three players last year scored under 10 goals for that team. That's ridiculous. Right, well, and Berglund started off decent, as I remember. Yeah. Excuse me. They were a little over 10 goals. Cause, but this year, Saboko only had one goal and two assists. Or two goals, one assist, only 19 games played. Thompson got hurt this year. Thompson was mostly in the minors the year before that. Correct. So you're talking, as of right now, Thompson's still young. You never know. But as of right now, it's 100% a win for the Blues. Oh, it's not even a question. Because you got a guy who was a con Smythe. Yeah. Brought it. You know, we got a cup out of it. Yeah. And that's something, what they wanted. Yeah. And right now, you can't argue the facts. The facts is the Blues got exactly what they wanted out of the trade. A guy that solidified the center position, uh, a face-off guy, a leader, a guy who got brought you to cup. I don't know what else. I don't know what else you want to say. That I was very leery. Not. I don't know if I would say leery. You never liked O'Reilly though. That's just that was the Colorado. My concern with O'Reilly was that we were getting sold a bill of goods like we did when we got Ryan Miller. Hmm. O'Reilly was a decent player on really crappy Colorado teams. Correct. Became a malcontent because they couldn't win. Went to Buffalo. Was, again, a decent player on really crappy Buffalo teams, a la Ryan Miller. Mm-hmm. My concern was, how is he going to play when he gets on a good team? Well, he didn't get on a good team the first three months of that season. But he was the best player. But he player. was great. Yeah, he was the best he player. He was on phenomenal. A good team. Yeah. So, I, you know, is is trepidatious as I was because there was a point where I was like if this team continues to suck Ryan Miller is going to want or Martin Miller sorry Ryan O'Reilly is going to want out yeah because he, he did it in the other two cities um, but look man he proved that he's a gamer and he's a leader mm-hmm. and you know he is as advertised great face off guy great leader on the ice puts the puck in the net, can distribute the puck like like no other. He's an all-around forward. He is a true top-line center. Yeah, and also remember a Selkie Award winner last yeah. year too. So, I mean, the guy just – everything that you could like – if you said, I want you to do these these three things next year and the trade will be a win in my mind no matter what happens, I think he nailed all three. So, you really can't argue what happened there. And it, to put a like last little uh, thing on this, the Armstrongs told a story on the radio recently that he was talking about this, the, what happened last year, and he remember Ryan O'Reilly sitting uh, at practice, kind of looking despondent, about near the end of December when the Blues were bad, bad, and they were kind of like playing 500 hockey under Barube, and like he's like, you know, Armstrong just basically said, yeah, something's coming, you just got to believe me, and he's like, I know. It's like we're gonna turn it around. I just, I just gotta help. I just gotta do my part. And like it's after that, and after that, head. and it, yeah, because no matter where you've gone, it's you've been lost. you've lost. And that's what he said. He's and like, this team was not a losing team. Yeah, before him. Yeah, it was a team that was. Yeah, they, the made, they, they made the playoffs the year before. That's why they brought him in. Right. But a team that was 
near the top of the NHL with the Ken Hitchcock teams for many a years, but just couldn't get over the hump of right. certain teams. And he winds up, everything turns around, like we talked about. The banner behind me proves that, you know, Blues yeah. win the Cup. So, yeah. God, it just feels like forever ago. I know. So it's been a long year already, which is halfway there. So maybe – so hopefully we um, get uh, – The other piece of news, league news, not Blues news, was have we heard any official announcement? I know that they've been teasing Seattle making the official announcement on their team. Now. Seattle said that they're going to wait. They, they didn't say when. They said they're going to wait. I think it's until fall, which I was shocked. Because I hope I, it's not the Kraken. I hope it's the Kraken. You want it to be the Kraken? I want it to be the Kraken so bad. If they do it, if they do it well, I would be okay with it. I just oh, uh, just the release the Kraken thing. I'm just waiting for that. Is that would awesome? be that could be great. That's the only it, reason it I want be. it. That's the only reason I want it because you can just have like a giant squid come down and stuff like that and just you know, do stupid stuff. You like know, Detroit. Like, we did that first. Yeah, no, I don't care. It'd be awesome. I don't. We I'm, know it's I'm not going to be the bitch pigeons. <laughs> Which of Chris is currently wearing the uh, oh, yeah. Rain City. I am uh, wearing a Rain City bitch pigeon shirt. Yeah, right now. So, uh, so yeah. So, nothing right now. Which I was kind of shocked because I'm like, there's nothing going on right now. You would have, like, Everything. the attention of everybody. Yeah. Like, so part of me is, like, team colors, and they're going to wait on all that stuff till later. The only thing I, they, they did come out with is that Amazon bought the naming rights to their arena. which is kind of It's going to call. It's not the Amazons. Like, I don't know. Amazon? No, it's something like it's like where everything there's gonna be like green. It's gonna be like green friendly. It's like eco not, something. Yes, yeah, something like that. Uh, uh, so that's the only thing that's coming out. That doesn't it. surprise me in Seattle. But yeah, so that's the only kind of Seattle news that I, that I uh, have for that. But we'll wait and see. So for Seattle, though, for next time, so me and Chris are gonna do some research. I thought a fun thing that I saw. I'll make sure to wear the bitch pigeons jersey. Again. Jersey again. So the thing that, which we, by the way, if you want a bitch pigeons jersey. Uh, they are pretty awesome. They are good. They'll put whatever name and number you want on them. Uh, there's a website called Bring Hockey Back. Yeah. Um, they're online. They're not terribly expensive. I think they were $75. Not bad for a jersey. Um, they sell up to a 2X. But I emailed them about getting a bigger one. And they said, yeah, man, here's the measurements we need. Just send them to us. I took one of my Fanatics jerseys out of the closet, took the measurements off that jersey, mailed it to them, and they sent me a jersey. That is so sweet and fits my big butt. Yeah, so so it out. I think they only charge me like 15 bucks more. So if you're a big dude or a tall dude and you want a Bitch Pigeons jersey, but you need it bigger than a 2X, just email them and they'll hook you up. Yeah, so um, so a fun thing for Seattle, which I saw today, Jeremy Rutherford did the updated um, protection list for next year's expansion draft. So it's very interesting kind of like how it changed from the 2016 version mm-hmm. to like what he's going to do now. So me and Chris are going to have our – protected our seattle protected list on the next podcast when we get together and do that so that's something to look forward to next time uh seven forwards three defensemen and one goaltender and then after that you know the goaltender we know the goaltender pretty much but at the same time uh then you guys figure out that also we're going to tell you who we think is going to get picked then so that's uh something to look forward to and then get ready maybe send us yours after that so something to look forward to on our next podcast yep so before we wrap everything up 100% here, uh, I want to talk about our two uh, sponsors that we have on the show. So first off, currently on vacation. <laughs> and enjoying life. Enjoying life. Uh, Will over at Rockstar Taco Shack. Yep. Out there in Newtown. Uh, doing well and really producing some great stuff over there. So we love, we love going over there. So check out. Uh, their Facebook page at Rockstar Taco Shack for all the info when they're going to come back. I think it's like mid-July, I want to yep. say. When they have daily specials, there's always something. They have like the standards, but there's always something daily that's um, that's pretty crazy and always good. Like Will's been a chef around the city for a while. He was uh, the guy behind the menu at Sanctuaria and Diablitos, if you ever went and got tacos there. So good. Uh, and um, Nudo House, he was over there for a while. He was at Nudo House for a while. Yeah. He was at Hendrick's Barbecue. And you've heard him on. He's the guy who does, the guy all, who does all the stuff, stuff for the Ridge Show. show. Yeah, so if you have yeah. the Ridge Show, all the food stuff they do. That's Will. That's Will. So, like, Will, uh, the biggest compliment that I can pay is, like, I'm not a picky eater, but, like, there's foods that I don't like. And Will has made me dishes that prominently feature things that I don't like. And I can't get enough of them. Yeah, for example, like, last time we were out there, like, you got the uh, street corn. Oh, so good. See, my daughter, like, hates corn, but she might have 
you just try a bite. My daughter just like destroyed it yeah. after that. Yeah. I mean, just one of the things that she never liked it before and now wants to go back and get some more. So it's next great. time, yeah. So next time that's around, highly suggest going there and checking them out. And hopefully we'll have Will do something or have on the show. We'll do something next uh, we'll in, do something in the cool. future. Yeah. So the other one I want to talk about, which is our newest sponsor, is we kind of alluded to earlier, was Upcycle Hockey. So mm-hmm. we talked about. Uh, I talked to Eric last week or last podcast at this point uh, about everything they do there. They make uh, anything you really want, but the big things I point out is the chairs to end tables. He produced a couple this week. I saw that he got sticks from like a uh, family that the kid just kept, you know, a keepsake now that the kid had breaking. So these are all his old sticks. He made like an end table, which is cool. The Anirondack chairs are amazing. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's the thing I'm a big fan of, but also a big fan of is Chris actually has one right now is oh. the, uh, hats that they're producing. So yeah. they've got yeah. the St. Louis fleur de Lis on the front, but it's got the old nineties, uh, Jersey kind diagonal of. Jersey, uh, pattern going through the fleur de Lis. Yeah. So they got shirts just like that too. So check the, sh- check them out on, their Facebook page in that has, I think he's working an updated website and go check out their Etsy page, Upcycle Hockey. And then you can find all their stuff there. And he pretty much said he can custom make a lot of stuff out of hockey sticks. Just hit them up uh, there. And you're, uh, I think they're also on Twitter as well. So up, up, at Upcycle Hockey. So speaking of Twitter, check us out on Twitter as well at Blues Hockey NHL. And Chris um, is that? At Hossapalooza. Uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, Blues Hockey Podcast, same with Instagram. Uh, also, our website, blueshockeypodcast.com and .net. So, all of that. And to find the podcast, a couple of different places. You can download it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Tinder. Bumble, Grinder, Grinder, all those good places. Yep. You can find us everywhere. So, Go ahead and check us out. Give us a review Plenty on any of, of those. Swipe and swipe right, whatever you need to do on us. So you're good to go. So uh, once we get some Adult friend finder. Yeah, yeah adult, that, that's still a thing. That's the whole thing? That's I don't thing. know. That's the whole thing? I don't know if that's the whole thing. Go for it. I'll, I'll figure out a way to put it on there. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> so um, well, hopefully we get some news in the next couple of weeks. They're talking about it's July 1st now. Yeah. The rumor was they want to have everything started by July 30th. Yeah. Uh, so We're not going to see a new season until December you or think, January. You don't think so? I, there's no way. If they start, let's just be oh new season. I got new you. season. Okay, yeah, 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 like if they if they don't start playing until the end of July, theoretically and realistically, end of you, August, end, end of, of October, August, end of October. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's no way. And I think, like I said, I think the Winter Classic is going to turn into the start of the. Season. I fine with me. Yeah. So the Blues will be Blues in Minnesota, which would be cool. So I would I would look forward to that. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm like Master P. I got your hookup. Yeah, there you go. So uh, until next time, I guess we'll uh, talk to you guys then. And uh, let's go, please. See ya.